Hi, you've tuned in to the Lovely Travels podcast where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell, also known as Lovely, and I have a mission to visit every UN-recognised country in the world while raising awareness for mental health. Join me as we revisit some of my past adventures, speak to fellow travellers and interesting locals, all while following the journey to 195 countries. I'll be joined soon by my co-pilot, Darius, in Germany. And sometimes we're even going to hit the road together. Make sure to join in the adventure by following me on Instagram, Lovely Travels. You can also join our Facebook group, Lovely Travels Community, and learn more about us at the website, lovelytravels.com. But for now, it's listening time. Travel vicariously along with us. Hello and welcome everyone to the Lovely Travels podcast. Um, I have a special co-host with me today. It will be no surprise who it is because it's Emma. It'd be pretty funny if it wasn't though. <laughs> it will be funny. Welcome, Emma. Welcome. Welcome me too. Welcome you. Welcome everyone. I, I can, I'm allowed to welcome you. My name is on the podcast. Uh, there has been a one where... Oh, no, I intruded. I was going to say, was there one where I wasn't on it? I'm on the intro, so <laughs> you can't escape no. me, listeners. No, no. <laughs> if they've gotten this far in the podcast, they've definitely heard you once or twice. Unless they're super rude and they skip the intro. I happen to, Darius did the most incredible job of the intro. I must say, I'm going to just give you the biggest shout out. I've just recently started my uh, a separate podcast because, you know, I've got heaps of time. So I'm doing a business podcast, Live and Love Your Brand. And I, although I already knew how amazing you were and wonderful, I have just such a new level of respect for your editing skills and <laughs> what you did with our beautiful intro. Like, it's very narcissistic, but I listen to it and I cry because the way the music Aww. goes and it like lifts up and I just get, ex I get excited. I hope you guys feel the same. I get excited before every episode and I always listen to the intro and doing that getting that music timing and getting the words and making it all work together is not easy. And you've learned how to do that and you're very talented and I'm very grateful. Thanks, Emma. That was, um, this is, this has been a great episode. Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> no, no thank it, you very we call much. It the episode where we just talk about how good we are. It's Fig Jam. No, I'm good. I, just I, ask I, me. <laughs> I always listen to the intro as well, of course. And um, I'm like, wow, that's uh, yeah. Bit of late night inspiration in that one. Uh, I love it and I'm yeah it really lifts me up and you make me sound good and for that I am eternally grateful <laughs> you're very welcome and now, I ruin it all with all the silly things I say for the rest <laughs> of the time now that we have completed tooting our horns um, <laughs> it is time to toot the toot the horn of introduction um, and we would like to introduce today's guest um, actually let me rephrase Emma I need a break I'm going to take a year off oh. and go traveling as an adult. Well, this isn't really awkward. I've just given you all this love and compliments and now you're leaving me. <laughs> no, good segue. You're going to take I'm an not. adult gap year, are you? Oh, I heard it's a thing. Um, um, I heard from, from Jenny Cook um, that such a thing is possible um, and I would like to learn more about it. Am I in the right place? You are. Strap yourselves in. Continue listening because that's exactly what this episode is about. And if you clicked on the episode, you might already have known that because it's called mm. Adult Gap Year. Who's, who, and, and, and tell me a little bit more about Jenny Cook. 
Well, Jenny is a gorgeous woman I met through Business Club, which is a business chicks, um, what are they? one of their groups so i know a lot of people through that we've had a few of our my business club members and friends on this episode on this podcast uh, so jenny and i met at a retreat a very rare thing to happen these days we met in may at the retreat and um you know totally clicked straight away about travel because uh she said oh, i'm a bit of a traveler and i was like mm-hmm. not a bit of a traveler she took an adult gap year so based in Melbourne and has been working, uh, she's run multiple businesses and she's actually like a, we'll say she's a teacher, but she does like learning design and creates courses and just does amazing thing helping people. But she took a big old break and as a life enthusiast, somebody who just loves life and just wants to see the world and experience everything and and had always loved travel, they took her and her uh, husband took a gap year as as adults, I guess, because most people would think of gap years as something you do. And I took a gap year when I was uh, 18. So most people do it between high school and uni or uni and work. Mm. It's not as common later. Did they go on a Contiki tour? They did not. (laughs) Not on that trip anyway. Okay. She might have been another time. Yes. Well, that's another episode. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I saw I was obviously, well, and look, and then the thing is not only did Jenny go on this trip she's like oh you know I wrote a book and I'm like oh casually just <laughs> wrote a book uh so which is one of my huge goals uh, that I would love to do so of course I had to hear more about this gap year and then how it turned into a book and that's what we talked about cool um I, I have to say you just did casually drop that you started another podcast which is <laughs> almost like writing a book well yeah and I will I'll do an audio book so, I mean, I'll do a, yeah, I'll read the book out. So maybe this is just practice. This is like, it's not just to, practice. Still to, not just practice. You still got to write it first. I do have to write it and then read it. Can't just well, maybe be I can like, do it in okay. reverse. <laughs> maybe I can just read it out, read like, and then they take my re- the reading and make it into, maybe we can have a lovely travels podcast book. They can take all our episodes yeah. and make a book. I don't know who wants to read that, but. Turn it into a screenplay. <laughs> Ad- adapt it for, for television. <laughs> there you go. Well, here we go. If you're listening out there in TV and movie land, <laughs> we got you. Uh, but no, and it was very lovely. One of our gorgeous listeners did see my announcement about the um, Live and Love Your Brand podcast and wrote, please tell me that this doesn't mean that Lovely Travels is going to end. And I was like, no, no, it's not an and or situation. It's it's an and. Lovely Travels is, um, you know, a huge passion and we've got a big mission to fulfill. So this, pl- this ain't going anywhere. That's uh, a, a separate thing for business. So don't worry, listeners, we're not... Abandoning yeah. ship. Go there for business. Go there for business. Stay here for pleasure. Yeah. Yes, exactly. See, yes, covering all aspects of life. And it's been lovely, the crossover. And, um, you know, when you share more about your yourself and your life, it's interesting what comes out of it. And, you know, actually Jenny ended up coming into my program. So she'll end up being on both the podcasts. So she's worked, been in my course, and she's also here talking about travel. So... Awesome. Maybe we should um, we should go probably listen to her, but um, yeah, I, I absolutely advocate for this. I'm going to say it at the end as well, but I just think it's such a great idea and it doesn't matter how old you are or what stage of life you are. If you want to go and travel and you want to experience the world, take a break, pause, 
and figure it out. You'll make it happen. If you want to do it, yeah. you can make it happen. Book that Kentucky tour. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll see you in, in 12 months when we're back from our trip. That's right. Okay. Um, see you later, everyone, and uh, welcome, Jenny. Enjoy the show. Lovely to be here. Lovely, lovely. Uh, now, I would love to start off, and it's pretty it's pretty good for you, good practice, because we've been working together in our other capacity, but I want to ask you that big question of tell us who are you and tell us how we know each other. I might have just given that away, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, I'm, I am a creative. I love to travel and learn. Uh, living my best life and inspiring others is actually my mission. In life. I'm a learning designer um, and I love education, art, and design. I'm adventurous and naturally curious, always pushing my comfort zone boundaries. Always. That's where I live, I think. Um, family is really important to me, the glue that holds me together. I love being active, healthy, walking, yoga, boxing, um, any exercise really. I'm based in Victoria on Phillip Island and I'm a wife, a mother, grandmother, and a bulldog and box owner. So little puppy, she's 12 weeks old now. Um, and how do we know each other? Well, we met this year at uh, Brisbane through Business Chicks Business Club um, at a retreat. That was awesome. Um, and then we've just finished um, your program, Live and Love Your Brand, which um, was I thoroughly enjoyed it. Just refreshing my brand was um, really good. It was great to go back and revisit and re-explore who I am and how I will show up. So, yes, that's how we know it. Yes, and um, not not everybody in this podcast would know my that, that side of my life, but that's um, oh, how I travel I is uh, <laughs> how I fund this lifestyle is through my business, Lovely Communications, and I'm a personal branding specialist. Yes, so I've put the show links in there if anyone want to work, wants to be able to introduce themselves so beautifully like Jenny did, uh, then I have my How to Live and Love Your Brand program which is very exciting and I love that work and I love that I can work from anywhere because of this work that I do though we are quite restricted at the moment but how wonderful we had that opportunity to meet each other um it was, a, it was one of those small windows where um Australia had opened up again and we had the most fabulous retreat at the Khalil Hotel uh who I still need to write a lovely thank you email to because they were beautiful it's like it just was so not what I expected to be in the middle of Brisbane. It is totally like five-star, gorgeous, like retreat is the word. Oh, it's such yeah. a lovely escape, beautiful pool, cocktails in the pool and just a great vibe, very luxurious. So highly recommend. But, you know, uh, one of the reasons that we have you here is actually also you wrote a book, Jenny. Yes, I did. Actually, do you know, Emma, it's um, a year today since I read received my uh, bulk order of books, my paperbacks. Um, so that's exciting. And, yes, it's called Adult Gap Year, um, and now it's Amazon bestseller as well. Um, oh. Yes, and this came about really because I've always really wanted to write a book, but I never really thought what it would be about, you know, what the subject would be. Uh, and then we decided to go on our gap year, you know, adult mid-career gap year and um, 
I thought, well, you know what, I think I might write a book about that because um, people are intrigued. They're particularly intrigued that how you can pack up pretty much your life to go away. Uh, so we did. We packed up um, our business of probably 28 years, the business is running, um, and we packed that up and um, then like the sorts of logistics, obviously. So we had the kids to think about. They were getting older. They didn't need us as much. Um, and we bought a house here in, um, in Phillip Island. And what else? Oh, there were some family sort of, you know, some personal life curveballs that hit you and were stressing us out. Rob's dad passed and, you know, some other things. Business, um, it was a big business. It was um, kitchen manufacturing. And that was getting, you know, the building industry is really competitive. That was getting really tough. And if you don't look after yourself, you're not going to be there for the business anyway. Yeah. But we decided that... um, we would take, a, what would we do, you know? What would we do if we could have a year off? And so that started. We planted the seed. It took about 18 months, really, with logistics to plan for this. Um, and I just thought, well, why not? And then when we started speaking it out loud, it was going to come together then because, you you know, it's going to. And people were just saying, wow, like, well, we can't go because our kids are still at school and we've got school mm. fees. We've got a mortgage or, I don't know, we'll wait for retirement. And, you know, one of my main um, drivers in life to live life to the fullest is that mum and dad died, you know, reasonably early. I said 30 yeah. years ago now, but reasonably early. And dad had just retired. They thought they were going to do all their travelling after they retired. They got to do nothing. So, you know, I think, no, I'm not waiting for that. So, you know, we yeah, we've travelled a lot, but we decided to do this. And um, then I thought, well, I'm going to write my book on that. So off I go and, you know take my journals to note everything down. We um, did blog posts and we did um, Insta accounts and stuff. So we had people following us and they all, you know, were inspired. So, yeah, that's sort of where I think the book idea was um, concreted when we went away. I love it. And, you know, absolutely, as you say, I used to... um, work for a tour company and, um, you know, it was, they were fundraising and charity adventures and um, charity challenges and I've done quite a few myself and, you know, I talked to people on the phone and it was like stars aligned. They, you know, they we'd met all the objections in terms of a sales thing. They, they could go. They had the time. Yes. They had the money. Yes. They believed in the charity, maybe even had a really personal connection to a family member or something, you know, really close connection. They said they could probably work on their fitness. We'd agree with all of that. And then they still would say no. And I was just like the stars have aligned. Rarely do the stars align. And even if there was still one of one of those things wasn't, you know, going to happen, when is the right time? When is mm-hmm. a good time? There's always going to be a reason. And like this year, this last two years have proven to us that you can't keep saying next year, next year, next year, one day, one day, because, no. you know, there are things you know, personally and, and very tragically out of your control, you may just die before you get the chance or you may become <laughs> sick. I know a friend who ended up with MS and she went off travelling because she thought she was going to be debilitated. She's still she's still able to do a lot, but it could have gone that way. And then, you know, or, you know, you, lo- you do actually lose all your money. Like why not do it while you do have a bit of money? And <laughs> Or a pandemic comes and you are not allowed to leave your own country. So, you know... <laughs> 
when's the right time there's no right time and these are the these sorts of things you've got to make happen so so yeah a gap year and you know if I, I did mine as well I did mine That's probably probably a more traditional one so the gap year probably traditionally is would say between high school and university or yep. between university and, and career um yep. some people do start their career for a few years I think this is probably a bit of people don't like Gen Y and because uh, we're like I've worked for three years I'm tired I'm going on a gap year <laughs> and poor Jenny's gonna have a fit laughing at me but they do that's they go, I've just done all this work and I'm worried about missing out and da, 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 and they're 25 but but kudos to them because you know gosh you learn a lot don't you when you when you step away and you live in a year that is just for living yep yeah, and for us, I guess, you know, we have it felt like a lifetime of responsibility, you know, the mortgage, the kids, the schooling, the business, everything. And, you know, for us to to unpack that and actually decide we were going was huge, you know, and then it was like a dream come true. It's like, oh, my God, can you imagine having freedom for a year, a year, you know? Um, and so that was exciting and also that we didn't really plan because we've been away on many overseas trips and, you know, we planned them. And this time we thought, well, we know where we want to go. We want to do Southeast Asia. Um, it's warm there. We love their culture. And there's plenty we haven't seen. So we just sort of booked three weeks in Bali and decided we can work it from there. And, you know, pre-COVID, you could. We were so lucky to be able to just jump around, like, at a day's notice. We'll decide, oh, do you want to go there where our friends would say, Oh, we'll come over. We'll meet you in Sri Lanka. Okay, good. And we fly, you know, from here to here, um, stopping at Singapore a lot because that was sort of, you know, your, mm. your pivot in between Thailand, um, probably Sri Lanka, Bali, that sort of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it was it's, it was just freedom to choose. I mean, travel will not look like that for a very long time, I don't think. Um, so, we, yeah, we're kind of lucky stars. The timing was right. The stars did align. And um, it's a memory and, you know, experience we'll have forever. Yeah. So that's worth the money. <laughs> that's worth yeah. the investment. It is. And you said before, um, you know, well, before we got on, you actually said you make your own luck. And so, yes, the stars aligned, but there was a lot mm. of you making those stars align. <laughs> you you oh, really, sure. you know push those stars into into the places and and there's always going to be an element of sacrifice isn't there like yes another thing we talked about you know was saying people saying you're lucky when you run a business you know I'm so lucky to run this business where I get to work around the world well no I'm fortunate to be able to run a business where I work from wherever but there's sacrifice and you guys sacrificed um you know had to make sacrifices being away from your family money um you know and you know living you know that sort of unknown as well even though you might have had a bit of a plan there's still a lot of unknowns when you're traveling there is a lot of unknown I guess because it was only happy and I you know and we have traveled with our experience we we could just sort of move to whatever we wanted to do but um you know we we could have rented the house out like this and that's the thing there's other possibilities now that you can you can make it happen you know um, you can take your kids with you, by the way. You know, you, you can rent your house out to pay the mortgage off if you have it. You know, you can rent the house out to um, to fund the holiday, you know. So, yeah, there's plenty of um, barriers, but there's also plenty of um, opportunity as well. 
Yeah, that's so great. That's such a great way of looking at it. And, um, you know, I know some people who, when they travel as well, do make the money if you have that skill set of, um, you know, I actually did four, four months um, at one point and I had a client, um, the travel company actually, who I could jump on and do a couple of hours for them making calls. And so sometimes those calls were at 1am to make up yeah. Australia time if I was in the US or whatever. But it was like, well, if I do a couple of hours of work, then that funds my activity here. Or if I do a couple of hours of work today, that funds my next um, hotel. And, you know, that that is something that's fortunate. There's a lot of ways to make um, an income. Uh, you know, you can either do it online or, like you said, use the resources that you have, rent out your car spot, you know, rent out your house or sell the copious amounts of stuff that you probably have in your home that you're not going to need when you're travelling, you know, like. For me, I think it was, um, I had been traveling, I went over somewhere, went to Cambodia and came back and I had to move. And it was like, I've done trips where I've gone away for four months on one suitcase and it's fine. And yet I had this room, which I didn't own any of the furniture. And yet I probably had three, four suitcases worth of stuff. And it just all of a sudden made me feel sick. Like there was so much stuff. It's amazing. So did you just take one yeah. suitcase we did we set off with um backpacks well i have a carry-on so it has wheels but just a carry-on case and rob has backpack um because one i hate waiting for my my baggage at the carousels i hate that time wasted to me um and it's warm over there so you don't need a lot anyway but what we did find was the simplistic why you're right you know we lived out of a bedroom pretty much the whole time um and we just and that's that allowed us to move around a lot easier as well I think just having a few items you know if we did know we were so if we were based say in Thailand for a month we might we went off to Singapore um well that was to help with the visa restraints and so we just left our stuff there and you know the places are nice we stayed in hotels in homestays um all sorts of different places but this was a just a probably a three-star hotel and they were really nice in Phuket they kept our stuff for us and yeah then we were back in four days or something so yeah you don't need a lot but as as we went I suppose you know because it was nearly a year we did we did um collect things along the way you know hubby actually won a, a long board surfboard at um one of the yeah one of the bars in right. <laughs> he walked in. I've never seen positive thinking like this in my life. He walked in and said, oh, which which board do you reckon I'll get, Jen? And I said, there was a short one, a really tall, long, green one, and he's tall. And um, I said, oh, I, I'm not sure. You think you're going to win one? He said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the, the green one. I go, oh, okay. And so um, this was at Peekaboo's in Changu, and they said, um, oh, yeah, it's Wednesday night. Just come from 7 till 11. We'll have drinks um, and every drink you buy, get a raffle ticket. And uh, so we went and we'd actually met some others that had come over from um, Australia, some of my son's friends, actually. So we went and had drinks then, then went back to this bar because Rob said we need to go and, you know, have a few drinks there to get the raffle tickets. So he kept telling everybody that, you know, the staff, I'm going to win this and then the staff would bring over tickets. Now, when people left... And they left their tickets on the table. The, the staff would actually, you know, bring them over for him, you know. And then when other people left, they go, here, mate, I know you want the board, you know, have our tickets. Anyway, it got to about half past 10 and I was wrecked. So I said, I'm going home. It's only a short walk up to the homestead. 
And I kept texting him, have we got it yet? Have we got it yet? And sure enough, 11 o'clock, he texts, yep, yeah, I just want it. You better come up. <laughs> so he wins this huge. Um, oh, my gosh. And, uh, yeah, so then we had to buy the cover and the fin and stuff for it. But, yeah, we've still got it. He bought it home. He said, should I sell it? I said, don't. It's part of the experience, you know. That's so cool. What a great okay. story. And yeah. You said it was, it was um, Sorry. You said it was almost a year, so I was going to ask. So, you know, gap year is the name of it, but how long was it specifically? <laughs> oh, specifically 10 months. So really the reason was because we found out in May or March that our first grandchild was coming. Oh, so okay. it needed to be home. So we could have stayed till, the idea was to stay till December, to do the full, you know, year. Uh, but we couldn't help it. And then there's other things that were happening. And this is the end of 2019, so pre-COVID. There was a um, nephew's wedding. We had um, the baby was due. My son was coming home from Japan. So I just wanted to, you know, get home and do that. We could have set off again. And we sat here after we got home four days in. It was freezing cold in October. And we'd just come from 32 degrees as the average temperature. And um, I said, well, what are we doing home? Like, why are we here? But we did stay home and, you know, then COVID hit early the next year. But, yeah, that so was really 10 months. It wasn't quite the year. Oh, but no. When and we no had, one's going to hold you to that. But it's and but that's yeah. a good thing too that it, it's just like you don't have to be like, well, we said 12 months we're going to stay on yes. regardless and, and stick to this because that's what we said. If your plan changes and, you know, Absolutely. if you've had a really full and wonderful 10 months and, and obviously you've got other values as well, like I don't, you know, then of course you're going to be there for your You're not going to be like, oh, no, we said 12 months and so we're coming home yeah. on this must be 365 days. You know, <laughs> that's that's unnecessary. So, but we, we no, we will honour the gap year. Honour the, the title. <laughs> it was a good year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we didn't get to have a gap year, you know, when we left school. It wasn't even known of then. So, you know, I, I toyed with the title because I thought it was a bit daggy. My son's sort of, you know, they're 30 now and 30 and 27. And um, they sort of said, oh, really, Mum, you know. But I stuck with it, yeah. Oh, but I think people know what that means and yeah. or, or it's very intriguing. What do you mean an adult, you know? And they're not that well-known um, and even in, amongst uh, younger people, they're still not that common. And it, I think it happens more that people move over somewhere um, as opposed to call it a gap year. So they go and do the, the Europe thing with the, you know, yeah. British ancestral visa or the two-year working visa. And so that's a different type of thing. And mine, I did, um, I did work as well. Um, but you know, and that's yeah. There, they can be done in all different ways and for all different reasons. But um, you know, that's a good thing. You don't have to be an eighteen-year-old or twenty-two-year-old backpacker. Like you can do a gap year, and you know, you just and if you wanted to, you don't have to travel around. You can, you could go to one place and and be somewhere else and explore yeah. that place. So, so why? Um, plan it a lot? I know you said there were a few things where you went spontaneously, but did you sort of plan out the bulk of it? I think, um, well, originally we thought we'd do six months in you know, Bali and six months in Thailand. And then whilst we were unwinding in the first three weeks, we were sort of looking around because we thought we were going to chase um, waterfalls and the surf. And as it turns out, I think we saw four waterfalls. They were awesome. Uh, and we were at the tail end of the surf season everywhere we went. So, um, we yeah, so we, we changed that. We thought, okay, what else will we do? I was 
big into yoga um, and yoga goes with surfing a lot, but then um, yoga goes with a lot of house camps and there was box camps advertised. And um, I said to Rob, Rob said, I always wanted, because we actually left to get fit and healthy and, you know, regain, regain our health and fitness, I guess, so that we can come back and start the business again or, or you know, resume um, or do something completely different. And we were open to that as well. And so we ended up doing um, boxing camps. We went to oh, four hours north of Bangkok in Thailand. It was so hot and dry. Um, and that was Battle Conquer was the, um, the camp. And it was, you know, of course, your 25-year-olds and your 30-year-olds. <laughs> Here I come in, you know, 55 and off we go. And uh, I love it. Seven. It was awesome. Uh, so then we liked that one so much. People there recommended another one in um, Chiang Mai. So we went and did that one in August for, for 10 days. We did longer there. Um, and there were certain things that popped up. Like my son went to work in uh, Japan and we hadn't seen him. So we went in August. So we only went when it was hot, anywhere it was hot. So purposely we picked Japan in August because it's hot then. So we went and saw him. That was awesome. Um, and got to, you know, sort of understand where he's living and like on the ground in Japan. It was really cool. Um, and then friends would come over, so I would um, pull at Jen's tours and I'd organise their itineraries and we'd go off and do these fabulous things that they never would have come over for if we weren't there, um, so that was good. Uh, what else did we do? I swam with the manta rays just off Bali there. That was awesome. That was for Rob's wow. birthday. Wow. So um, that was really good, yeah. I did my yoga teacher training in Ubud in, in the September for a whole month. So I stayed there, Rob stayed in um, Thailand for two weeks and then came back over to Changu and surfed a bit with his new board. Um, just And that was nearing the end of our trip. So, we, you know, we had ideas of what we wanted to do. We did want to go to um, Sri Lanka, so we did that for a whole month. That's probably now I realise too long. But um, Sri Lanka was interesting. We went up the coast and then we went midland and friends came over, so we climbed Adam's Peak together and um, mm. did Lion's Rock and all these things. I thought, I'm not climbing that. Like, it's a huge mountain if you've ever seen it. And very, um, yeah. Mm. yeah, and so we did do that and it was, it was awesome. So we did things I didn't even know about um, or expected to do, and I think that's what we really liked. It was just a freedom. We went with the attitude that we wanted to meet people that would direct us to fun things or things that we hadn't seen before. So, yeah, we were taking people's advice and stuff. So you'd get home, you'd Google it, you know, home as in the room, um, Google it, you know, and you'd head off there. So I yeah. love that, that attitude of, yeah, meeting people and they direct you and yeah. letting other travellers be your compass. But yeah. it's it's the beauty and the curse of travelling, isn't it? You go somewhere and you have a goal and you go, I'm going to go here and I'm going to see this and do that. And then, you know, for me, who's a bit of a, you know, bucket list tick ticker, I'm like, cool, I've done that place. I can go to the next thing. Well, yeah. one, I usually love it and I want to go back and do. <laughs> and two, you meet some people and they tell you about something else similar and this is what's yeah. happened with my big tricks and challenges. It's, you know, I'm climbing Kilimanjaro and then Kokoda goes on the list and then I'm climbing Machu Picchu and then it's like, okay, Everest is next. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, it's it's never ending and there's always going to be somebody who's done something wonderful or been somewhere great and, and you want to know about it. But how beautiful to also be able to share that time with them as well. Yeah, yeah, we went to, um, yeah, that, that was really good and we, we kept in touch with a lot of people. And, you know, um, 
as usual, they're all younger than us. And that they were always saying, you know, I can't wait to see what you're going to do when you get back, you know, because, um, yeah, we just went with the with the freedom of not worrying about it. It took a long time to actually unwind from owning a business and finishing off. There was a lot of logistics still hanging with the business. Yeah. You know, we had employees and, you know, all of that. So we stopped it November to be able to go in the January the next year. Um, and then even till the March, there was still logistics. I was doing work while we were away. But, you know, that's how it goes. I mean, if you, yeah, if you use an excuse, you'll never do anything. So, Absolutely. yeah. And, yeah. And so now we, you know, it was then as well that I decided I would only ever do remote work again because we want to be able to have a lifestyle that we could do that. Uh, so, yeah, so I work from home now or remotely and it, it suits our lifestyle. You know, so we thought we'd have a month off every year. That's a new thing in the middle of a year. Of course, after this year, we can't go anywhere, so we haven't done it. Um, and 2023 was our next gap year. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love it. That's a great goal. And so tell me with the book, was it um, was it difficult to write or what was sort of what was the process then with that once you got back like, and so on that journey? I was looking into how would you write a book and there was, you know, the, here and there on, on uh, social media, there's some things. And so I, I rang one publisher. I've got a girlfriend that is published. So I asked her first and she goes, oh, well, you need to look for the publishers that do your genre. I said, okay. And then um, self-publishing is much more um, accessible now. And a lot, of the, a lot of the big authors even do it. So I thought, oh, well, maybe we can do that. But you can do it on your own. There's a lot of information out there. But I went with a, um, a family business called Ultimate 48-Hour Author. And um, they, so Nat and Stu, they sort of guide you through it. So we went on a retreat with other authors or future authors and um, and we worked it out that way. We Yeah, you do their system and it's really good. But there is, I learned a heck of a lot. There's a lot of process to it. There's a lot of, because I didn't even know, how would you name your chapters, you know? How do you, yeah. how do you? Start. what would I do so I first drafted it it was more of a how-to book rather than a memoir and then I thought well you know what I think I want it sequential and a memoir and my stories and then show you how we got fit and healthy along the way and how we changed our lives along the way so that's how I ended up doing it yeah so there's 12 chapters um there's photos in the middle and at the end of each chapter I do like for something uh how much things cost in different countries and then our health and fitness check-in so yeah so which was really interesting because um rob ended up losing like having a look 24 yeah final health checkup 24.6 kilos he lost was oh my in, goodness he didn't actually look that overweight when we left he looked more stressed uh, but he looks really fit and tanned when we came home and i lost 10 kilos but in doing that, we got super duper fit from the boxing camps and the yoga, and we walked. So our our um, challenge was to walk at least five k's every morning. Yeah, and then, you know, you do a lot of walking. We do a lot of scooter riding, but you do a lot of walking. So yeah, we just yeah, and less drinking. How interesting because it's too hot. You get tired from it. We drink water a lot, and um, and you just eat better over there. I think than here at home so well, when you have time to focus on it as well and um you know what what your day is built around and uh, yeah you do sort of i tend to find even on a shorter holiday it, it sort of t- tends to even out 
even if you are indulging and enjoying some things because you are tending to explore, but you can't necessarily always rely just on, on the walking. Uh, yeah. But it is, you know, yeah. it does. You just, you have a natural appetite for exploring and um, why not go on foot that, you know, and you don't have access necessarily to a car or things like that. Yes, you know, in Sri Lanka and places like that, the tuk-tuks and things are real cheap, but, you mm. know, you see so much as long as it's, you know, safe enough to walk on along the streets. It's, yeah. um, oh. you know, some areas it's not suitable, but, um, <laughs> you know, like um, Pinawala where there's elephants trotting around, maybe not the best place. <laughs> it's a bit scary. Oh, and monkeys. I'm not a fan of the monkey. Um, <laughs> well, you'll have to listen to yeah, episode seven with Danielle Filand. She tells a story about very scary monkeys in Myanmar. So, um, no, yes. Not a fan of the monkey. Or the beach dog, no. Um, yeah. yeah, we were in India and in Rishikesh doing a yoga retreat in February that year and um, we went to Taj Mahal. That was a bucket list number and oh, they're all bucket lists really and um yeah the monkeys on the bridges are hideous and they're at head height and that you know they fraction they're big yeah big too yeah not happy with those no so i hung on to some girls in front of me i literally hung on to their bags strap you like this walk oh, <laughs> and they weren't even with our group in the end they got to the other side and i just looked at me i went oh sorry about that but thanks <laughs> i love it scared of the monkeys is nuts You've given us some great tips along the way. Um, so, but you know, if you if you could give us um, just a couple of tips for if somebody were thinking about having a gap year at any age, at any age, we're not ages here. Absolutely. Tell me, yeah. what would they be? The tips. Tips. Uh, tips for for a gap year. Um, just plan it. Start now. COVID is the perfect time to be planning it. To be honest, we can't go anywhere, so you might as well be googling and doing your homework. Um. And, and, yeah, try and get rid of the barriers, the reasons you can't go, and focus on how you can go. Um, but like I said before, I guess the main things are, you know, family for us. Family was a big one, but our kids were older, and my eldest son came in house set so he could look after the dogs in the house. But you could rent the house out, rent the space out. Um, if you're renting, you just cancel your lease. If you're a guest, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think... We took cash with us as well, but we used our cards because the cards, if you're going, often use a lot of fees unless you get a, you know, banking card with no fees, a travel card. Yeah. Um, what else? And then take your important things on the plane with you. So if you need, um, yes. you know, your phone and your SIM card and your spare SIM card and um, your charger, things like that. Yeah. You know, and the money we just saved or, you know, really funny because... Before we left, we didn't really have a budget. And um, so when we went, I said, right, we're on a strict budget, right? Um, Asia's pretty cheap. But when you're there all the time and you're eating, you know, out all the time, it sort of adds up. So we had, here's our budget, $10 per meal each, which would buy you a really good lunch. Uh, you might get your drink in that. But um, wine, if you're a wine drinker, is quite expensive because yes. they have a lot of it. Well, they're local wines. Not worth it. So, um so, yeah, so we would have $10 to spend. Oh, that's $20 each a day. That was our spending, right? So you would get a massage. You might hire a surfboard. You might buy a wine. So some days my, if I had two wines, there was my money gone, you know. Um, and therefore we would go then and look at cheaper places to stay. So the homestays are brilliant over in Bali and there's a lot of um, cheaper hotels in 
Thailand. We stayed at hotels here. So we just picked things to sort of balance it out. We wanted to go to a five-star place with some friends and we'd do that and then we'd go something a bit more local and um, rustic and cheap for something else. Um, it is good to yeah. plan though, and isn't it, and to have a little bit of an idea, you know, and it's hard to up roughly estimate, but if you put in some of those, you have an, uh, roughly an accommodation budget, roughly if yeah. eating budget, you take out your majors, um, your initial flights and, and that sort of thing. And yeah. then maybe, you know, depending on where you're going, sometimes your, your car hire. And then if you want some of those big bucket lists, like, you know, you are going to go to the Taj Mahal, you're like, well, that might be a tour. If you are going to go to a retreat, well, you know, that's going to be um, an X amount. For us on one trip, it was a helicopter <laughs> in, um, you know, so, but it was in, it was in there. And if, if you can get it cheaper, that's great. But if it's not, you go, well, we knew we wanted to do that. And I'm willing yeah. to pay $500. Yeah. Like that's just- <laughs> to do that. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Yeah. I didn't want to go anywhere and not experience something we wanted to do, you know, um, in, in the book, I've got the budget look like this accommodation was $35 a night generally. Um, the food, three meals a day, was $60. Entertainment, which is $20 a day each. And oh, then we had activities. So then we could afford to go to the gym or yoga or surfing. So our weekly spend was $945, so nearly 1000 a week. So, yes, you can tell, and that's without flying around. So um, you can make it cheaper than that if you didn't fly around, if you stayed at hostels. Another funny quick story is we, we were in Chengdu, doing research before we even went on our year away. And we thought, well, we'll try some hostels. We're pretty cool, you know. Our kids' friends love us. We'll, we'll try that. So the new one's being built in Chengdu. And we thought, we'll go. And so we went to inquire and they just said, oh, there was heaps of young ones out on tables and benches and drinking and talking, you know. And we thought, this is vibrant. This is really cool. We'll fit in really well. And uh, we'll go there and the girl said, oh, I'm sorry, we don't. We, we can't take you. And I said, are you full? And she goes, no, no, sorry, we just don't, we can't take you. And I said, what? And Rob goes, it's age, isn't it? She goes, yeah, I'm really sorry. They wouldn't take over 30. Oh, oh ouch. I wouldn't be allowed now either. I'm 34. Oh, gosh, how rude. I really couldn't believe that because, you know, I don't know. I think there's something we can all get from each other anyway. And the young ones, Rob said, that's rubbish. The young ones love us. You know? Well, I love going. I go to conferences with my dad and, my God, they drink me under the table. And you know what the cool thing about hanging out with older people is? They generally have more money than you. So <laughs> I, I, I don't spend a lot when I drink with older people. So top tip. Don't be uh, telling me. <laughs> mature people, I should say. But, no, no, my dad's well aware that that's, that's the rule and uh, his buddies, yeah. it's, it's good. We have a great time. No, you do. You learn a lot. So anyway, okay, ageist hostels. But uh, no, it's been wonderful to hear from you, Jenny. And, you know, the thing they're saying about the budget, it's something interesting. A lot of people tell, you know, they say to me, how do you afford travel and how do you go all these places and stuff like that? And it's prioritize it. I prioritize it. I know how much I'm going to spend. I can tell you, like you, I can tell you what a packet of gum cost or a loaf of bread back in 2009 in Mexico because I wrote it down in my journal. I document when I'm away, I document every dollar I spend. I can tell you exactly how much I spent and I can tell you exactly what I did. When people live here, and I remember one guy when um, summer, you know, three months or whatever over summer, he probably went down to the local bar, he played on his with his car, 
caught up with friends, da, da, da. He probably can't tell me what happened from one day to the next apart from those kind of things. Yeah. And he said, he, you know, he was probably down about 17 grand. I was like, I spent less than half of that and I'd been to a number of countries over that time as well and I can remember all of those experiences so travel doesn't have to cost you as much and actually when you're at home if you actually put down your monthly expenses you could probably sometimes are spending four or five grand a month so if you're not spending any money on your mortgage or your rent or if all those things can be covered while you go you're probably going to end up swings and roundabouts so just think about it like that I think people you know don't think about it like that you know they go for brunch they go for this they go for that you're spending $25 on brunch here, but in Asia, you're having a $10 mm-hmm. banquet. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> so just right. having that yeah. bit of perspective and if you really yeah. want to do something, you'll make it happen. And I you agree. did. I'm so okay. proud of you. And you wrote a book. Okay, so we're going to put the book in there. So it's Adult Gap Year. Um, I'm very cheeky, naughty. I haven't got my copies. So I'm going to run off to Amazon today and get my own. You buy it on Amazon? As the best uh, it's on Amazon, yeah. Good. But I had a copy here, Emma, so. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Cheeky lady. All right. Adore you. Thank you. We'll put all your links in um, the show notes and just what a great attitude to life. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Um, already looking forward to the next one. Uh, We also have a rather extensive back catalogue for you to check out. Um, But in the meantime, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. That's at Lovely Travels on Instagram. Or you can come and check us out on Facebook, Lovely Travels. That's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y. Or we would love for you to join our Facebook community uh, with more than 500 members talking all things travel and adventure. That's the Lovely Travels community. You can also visit our website, which is lovelytravels.com. Or shoot us an email. We love hearing from our listeners. So please send us an email, feedback, comments, questions, whatever. Info at lovelytravels.com. And you can listen, review, subscribe, like, share, and promote our podcast in any shape, way, or form. Uh, We are on Spotify, iTunes, the internet, uh, Google Podcasts, everywhere where you get podcasts, you will find us. All good podcasting locations. So tune in next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.